as you guys can see, we made it to a studio. I'm so excited. Um, so I'll wait to introduce my special guest, but I have a special co-host with me today, so I'm very excited to introduce her. Um, I'm, she's sipping her wine because all moms need wine, right? Yes, we do. Hashtag momish. <laughs> We're starting at 6.30 today because... Um, we went to do um, Thanksgiving, a pre-Thanksgiving dinner with the senior citizens today. So um, thank you guys for tuning in a little later than usual. I've just been changing the schedule up. I'm good? Okay. All right. So welcome to Momish episode, season two, episode three. Yay, clap it up. I'm excited. Um, so today I have the uh, honor of having a wonderful co-host with me today. Her name is LaVita. Um, I'm going to let her pretty much give her own uh, introduction and background, but you guys seen uh, the Instagram post and the Facebook post um, of a little bit of the background that uh, she shared with us. Um, so I'm really just going to turn it over to her to introduce herself. Um, so LaVita, if you don't mind, can you tell us uh, a little about you, your family structure, etc.? just to give the viewers a little something. Yes. Hello, everyone. Good evening. I'm excited to be here with Kile this evening. So for you that do know, I'm a mom of two. I have a daughter who's 17. She's in her first year of college. And I have a son who is seven. And my son is special needs. He has autism. So I created a nonprofit to offer services in the communities for resources and different things for parents and families with kids in that arena um, just for supportive purposes, because I didn't really figure out or know how to go about doing things when I first started out. So I wanted to just be able to offer that platform for us, for other parents, families, siblings and everything else that fall in your tribe along them, you know, like myself. Okay. And I think that's like important. I think that's amazing because um, for one, that's what we talk about all the time, like having that community of moms and the community of parents, actually, because there are some dads out there. Well, uh, there's a lot of dads out there that are active and in, in, in the roles. Um, so I think that's amazing that you did that. And it kind of goes into one of my questions about, you know, the things that um, you had to learn a along the way. So um my first question, um, you've shared with us that your son has uh, autism. Um, my first question was, uh, when were you told about your uh, son's diagnosis? And like, what were your first e reactions or emotions, you would say? So first, it was like a two-year-long, drawn-out, like, undiagnosed type of thing. Um, first, it just started out with typical developmental delays, such as him not holding his head up, him not being alert to his name him not paying attention to surroundings, no interest in toys. He was actually only interested in a ceiling fan for a long time. Mm -hmm. So there was just a, you know, no diagnosis. There was no reason, no rhyme. It was just like, okay, maybe he's moving slower than a normal child. So after several visits and follow-ups, different referrals to different doctors, um, they kind of figured out there could possibly be more underlying issues. So then we had to go for genetic testing, and then that's when we kind of got the diagnosis. This diagnosis is actually really, really rare. It's called Clifstra syndrome, and it's, like, so rare. Like, um, I'm in a couple Facebook groups, okay. but I have not actually – I met one family that's actually maybe about an hour away, 
But far as meeting any other families personally, that's a goal that I'm, you know, seeking to do on a regular is to reach out to meet more families like myself that deal with that same syndrome. But from that syndrome, there's other diagnoses underlining that. So that's where the autism came in, which I actually honestly had to kind of fight for because since it's kind of like a side effect of the clistra, they don't really want to recognize it. But when you're in school for educational purposes, you want to kind of make sure you protect and advocate for Mm -hmm. your child. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so did you have like, um, I mean, I know for any parent, like we have that fear. Um, I know just example, like when my son had jaundice, I literally cried my eyes out for that first week because it was like unknown to me. I didn't know what was going on. I was a first time mom, um, with Jackson. He has a, uh, hemo, I could never say the word hemo something. It's Mm -hmm. red and it, it scares the crap out of me. Like every time I'm doing something, I kind of try to move around it. Cause I'm like, what if I pop it or bust it? You know, it scares me. So when you uh, got this diagnosis or when you were going through these things where you didn't know what was going on, did you have like any like fear or emotions? Um, when they told you like, um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't imagine, you know? I didn't have any fear. I think, honestly, my fear was not accepting it and owning it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to feel like I was embarrassed. Um, I didn't definitely want that to be like the cripple to my family, especially to my daughter, because then, you know, it affected her as well. So I'm told often I don't show emotion. I actually do. I guess I just keep it hidden or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So initially I started blogging just to give my family and my friends an update. And that was kind of like my verbal release without actually talking to somebody because then they asked you 50,000 questions that I didn't know how to answer. Mm -hmm. So I started out blogging, but like I said, I didn't really have any fear. Like I said, my fear was mainly not embracing it, not, you know, being able to say like, look, this is us and this is how this is going to go down and this is where we are. Mm -hmm. So no. Yeah. So that kind of goes, you already answered my, my next question. <laughs> I um I know that you have an older daughter and I was going to ask, was it difficult to explain to her what to expect and, and how did you educate like your family and your friends around you? Um, and you kind of told us through the blog, but um, just how did you kind of tell your daughter like what was going on and how did she, how was the effect on her? Honestly, I think we kind of made jokes about it. I mean, we Mm -hmm. had to figure out a way to make it fit for us. Like, Mm -hmm. you know how, you know, black communities, black families, normally you shy away from things that you don't want the public to see. Right. But when it's something that you do want them to see, you're like, you're going to make a joke out of it. That's Uh my therapy, like making a joke out of it. So I think initially we would just always laugh, like, what is he looking at? What is he doing? Uh You know, just kind of wondering. But I kind of just kind of told her, like, he's going to be different. I'm not sure how different. And I actually didn't really even consider the world special need until probably some time down the line. But I just knew that he was going to be unique. He was going to be rare. There was going to be a difference amongst him, you know, when it came to other kids and how we treated ourselves or even how I treated her growing up. So I think that was just my thing. And um, I I believe she accepted it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think from then on, she kind of, kind of owned it. Like, you know, I have to protect him. Like, and she was always kind of overprotective of him. So when it came to certain people using certain words, you know, she would be like, no, that's not what you're going to do. You know, like she would shut it down. So I think she kind of, she stepped in and she stepped up and we've just been going from there. That's, that's interesting because, um, when I was preparing this interview, I was online and it was this paragraph. It says, it's also worth noting that simply using the term special needs or disability can be prickly. The term itself can conjure negative images of a child with perceived limitations beyond what a mother may envision for her child. 
And very often, long-term effects of a diagnosis may be relatively mild. As a result, it is sometimes best to talk to another Talk to a mother about her child without using the word special needs or disability. Let her be the first to term her child's difference as a disability. And so I was like, immediately I was like, did I offend her? Like with the post um, when I said a mom of a child with special needs. So I kind of stepped back and I was like, crap, I already posted it. So I wanted to ask you like... um, no, not at okay. all. I own it. I'm like, it's a part okay. of who I am now, you know? Like, right. I, I speak it myself. Like, I'm a special needs parent. I don't have no fear. I'm not embarrassed by mm-hmm. it at all. Like, if anything, that's become become a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from day one when we figured out what it was that Landon was going through to now, like, when we're, when we're out, it's kind of like, you know, you don't really recognize what the issue could be, but you know, like, okay, he's it's, a little different. Mm-hmm. And even kids, like, your boys can probably be around Landon and probably know, like, okay, he's not doing what we're doing or he's not as embracive or, you know, as active as we are, or he's a little shy or a little timid. So they would probably know. I mean, you know, kids nowadays, they know without even being told. They know the difference that something's, you know, a little different about their other little friend. Right. So, no, you didn't offend me at all. Okay. (laughs) I was like, like, okay, (laughs) wait a minute. Um, So I wanted to say, um, because you brought up the uh, education um, so I worked, I worked in special education years ago in like 2007, where I worked with, um, children with autism, uh, Down syndrome, um, physical disabilities. Uh, so I just wanted to know, um, it gave me like so much insight as an educator on that side, but as a parent, um, what do you think is lacking from the education system for children with special needs? Personally, honestly, um, I may be out of line for saying this, but from my experience as a parent and from my experience as a educator in the school system, I don't feel like parents advocate for their kids mm-hmm. enough. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they kind of rely on the school system to put different perspectives or different you know, positions or things in to play for them without them actually being a voice for their, for their child. Like, you can advise me all these things all day. And I also feel like parents don't seek outside of the school system. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other resources for kids with disabilities outside of the school systems. But there's a thousand of parents that don't know that. And I don't know if that's because they don't want to know it. They don't want to educate themselves. They don't want to become aware of it. Or they just are, you know, comfortable with knowing, you know, my child is in school. The school is supposed to provide that resource Mm -hmm. and that platform for them. But there's other resources outside of schools. So I would probably say I don't feel like parents, you know, advocate for themselves enough. I think think that's totally true because I remember... I literally had maybe one or two parents that would come actually come in and observe and be there and be in the presence and actually, you know, write, respond back to the notes that we're writing on the progress of the child, um, actually coming in and sitting in and going over the IEPs, et cetera, like that. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, also I wanted to say, do you ever feel limited to what you're able to do with him? Um, I lo- I personally love that businesses like Toys R Us and Sesame Place do special activities and dates for tr- for children with special needs. But are there any other organizations that you would say are good with that type of thing? And um, also on the on the negative side, have you had any organizations or any public interactions where you perceived negativity on you know? Because sometimes people don't understand that this child has special needs right. and they just react 
without thinking. They don't have any thought process. So I would say no. Um, early on when Landon was using a gateway trainer to walk, like I made it my business. Okay, we're going to go to the skating ring because mm-hmm. the floor, that's the left floor. You know, it's just like roller skate. You need somewhere where you can actually be able to push it. So we would go to the skating ring. Mm-hmm. I would get not negative stairs, but it would be like I would go in when I pay for my ticket. I'd be like, look, I need to bring my son out here to use this floor to use this walker. So I'm going to pay for him like I would pay for skates. Right. And then we're going to go out here and we're going to push him or either I'll put on skates and we'll do it together. So I feel like it's just about how you present it. Like you can go somewhere and if, if you feel fearful, then people will probably give you those blank stairs, those mm-hmm. weird stairs. I don't really feel like we have limited you know, limitations on us, but there are some things where I kind of question, I may not say it, or I'll kind of think about it like, hmm, do I want to take him there? And then sometimes to be honest, it's, it's if I feel like in that right. moment of dealing with the anxiety that he may get from doing that. Mm-hmm. So it may not even be him because there's sometimes where I underestimate him. So it, sometimes it can honestly just be me. I may not be in the mood. I may not want to go through all those measures. Right. I may not feel like you possibly, you know, having a meltdown or you getting emotional or you having a breakdown. It may be me. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's just like, it's a team thing. You have to be able to be able to use your mindset to allow that positiveness, you know, right, for you to go out and to go to these places. But there are a lot of places that I don't know what they actually offer until I actually go. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering, like, like you speak about that community and and um, linking up with other families similar to you. I mean, cause listen, I I had a meltdown all week because I was just like, I literally had to apologize to my husband. Like, I'm sorry, I've been like cranky these past two days because, like you said, sometimes we don't feel like dealing with them. We have our meltdowns mm-hmm. and we may underestimate them because. Listen, I'm telling you. Everybody got a bad day. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's when we pull out the wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was uh, what I said. All moms feel overwhelmed at some point. So I won't ask you if you ever feel if you ever feel overwhelmed, but I would love to know what are some of the joys and things you enjoy about being a mom of a child with special needs. Um, the reason I ask this is because um, I want to spotlight to some moms who may be struggling to deal with. The positivity, like you said, the the toughness of accepting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know another mom who has, her child has uh, special needs and she has physical disabilities. I'm going to have her on here as well, but I wanted to give you two, two separate shows because I felt like you both are like amazing moms and you guys inspire me. Um, but I just want to know because there's some moms that may be like fearful of accepting it or the perception of what other people may think. So what are the joys and the ups that you have of being? I would probably speak on just knowing that I'm there for supportive purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, Your children reflect who you are. I don't really feel like I can actually say I'm joyful about something that I'm not fighting for for my child, whether him being special needs, because I also have to advocate for my daughter Mm -hmm. and she she has no issues, you know, other than her being a typical teenager, but she has no issues. So I also have to advocate for her. I don't think advocating just means that your child has to have a limited disability or certain restrictions. You have to add, you have to advocate for yourself every day. All the time. So I just feel like it's whether you own that within yourself. I mean, there's some people that are just kind of shy away from different things or different scenarios for different reasons. But if you're not outspoken and you're not the voice of reason for yourself, I mean, I honestly don't even really know how to to tell someone like you gotta speak up, like right. 
You got to speak up for yourself regardless. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, whether your child has those issues or limited abilities, you have to be able to speak up. So I find the joy in me knowing that, one, I am advocating for my son. I'm advocating for myself. I advocate for my daughter. I advocate for my family, my friends. Whatever the situation may be, if I disagree or I agree, I may have a voice of reason for mm-hmm. or an opinion. Um, and then I feel like that joy comes behind seeing those achievements, seeing him being motivated, yeah. seeing what he likes as he's growing. Yeah, he may be a little delayed. He may be on a certain level behind his age, but knowing that your child is progressing and they're mm-hmm. not, you know, actually looked upon from their ability, but the ability to do what they are able to do is the joy in that alone. I loved your hashtag. <laughs> I was like, yes, hashtag. Her hashtag was, is don't diss their abilities. I love that. That was amazing. Um, So on previous episodes, we talked about uh, Danny the Nanny. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, child care, what we look for in daycare and child care providers while we're at our nine to five or maybe when we want to go out and have a night out. Um, I know I literally only depend on my mom or my in-laws. Um, and my grandma, shout out to her for last <laughs> night's date night. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to know, like, um, is there anything that you look for, particularly for your son? And have you ever felt like you didn't have that level of trust to leave him with uh, with with other people besides you? Because I know for me, like, I'm very particular with People laugh at me all the time because I'm always posting, like, who wants to keep my kids? But I'm never going to literally leave my kids with anybody. So I kind of put the pressure on until my mom's like, well, I'll just watch them, Kile. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, okay. But um, is it and is it difficult to ask for help? I know it's a lot to ensure that, like, the people who are taking care of him are capable of, you know, understanding what he needs, understanding his communication styles, understanding his way of doing things, you know, um, because all kids are different. Like, I'm not going to leave Hunter with somebody who's not patient because mm-hmm. Hunter can test the best of the best. OK, <laughs> and I'm not going to leave somebody with Jackson who's not attentive because he's busy and he's all over the place. So there's like different things that I look for. It may be auntie and uncle, but auntie and uncle, you you can't handle Hunter and Jackson, you know? Right. And it's no uh, offense to them, but I'm just like, that. that's what I prefer as a mom. And I don't know. I feel like you spread the love with your whole tribe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to ask everybody who I can't ask them no more. <laughs> and I mean, it's not just me. I mean, we have dad on board. He has another sister, a younger brother. We have grandparents. We have aunts, uncles. I mean... In the beginning, because, again, like I said, African-American families mm-hmm. make a joke out of everything. It was like, okay, I got to watch land and make sure you bring all his do's and his don'ts and his list of uh-huh. what to do and what not to do, you know. But as he's getting older, it's like, look, who's watching the boy? Like, I'm going to bring the <laughs> iPad. I'm going to bring the teller. I got pancakes. <laughs> who's watching the boy? You know, so I try to just kind of like spread it around. I mean, typically your family is adjusted to what you allow them to become adjusted to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you feel like you, you're you fearful of not asking your extra aunt to watch them, then, yeah, she's going to be the last person that's going to be like, oh, I'm not watching them. Yeah. Like, you need a babysitter. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it. You know, so I feel like you got to kind of give everybody that 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 time, that opportunity mm-hmm. to just try it, whether you feel comfortable with it or not. Now, whether you want to go back, you know, like I said, yeah. you know, if they done tested their patients or they just feel like they're not comfortable, then I get it. I respect yeah. that. But, no, I'm spreading the love. 
I, listen, <laughs> I'm about to start spreading love too, for real. But I feel like I'm gonna be like that mom off of Dennis the Menace. Like as soon as I start calling people, they're gonna be like, uh-uh, nope, not available. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, my kids is bad. But um <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to um say as a parent, we all have concerns, we all have our own goals and sometimes our fear for our children's future. Um, can you share like any that you have Personally, I know you said that you're, and not just, you know, for your son, but for your daughter, you know, I know she's in college. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally cried. I probably cried more than my sister when my niece went to college, the oldest one. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to cry even worse with the youngest one going off. Um, And I think my mom drives all of us nuts. Like, (laughs) she worries like no tomorrow. Like, she's like, Kiara didn't call me. She didn't text me back. I'm like, mom, she's in college. Like, it's just not going to happen. So... With your daughter being, where's, where does she go? She's actually at a really, really old school <laughs> <laughs> called Barbara Scotia in Concord, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you have like any fears or um, do you sometimes find yourself as a mom pushing like your goals or what you want for, for them um, on them or you just kind of like let her No, her? I've kind of been a parent to just kind of, I, I mean, I kind of feel like you got to Trust your child. Like mm-hmm. you gotta give your child. Like everybody knows their kid. You know what's your kid's strongest abilities. You know what's your kid's weakest abilities. And I mean, I've kind of felt like my daughter has kind of always had that um, responsible, you know, like that trait where she can actually go out and travel and mm-hmm. you know do things. So I'm like, go as far as you want to go. I right. mean, I probably would have been a little sad because I'm thinking like, well, how am I gonna get there in case of emergency or <laughs> yeah. you know what would I do? But no, I'm like, go as far as you go because that's something that I didn't consider like going away to school. Okay. So like, no, go test it, go go have fun, go do, do what you thing. gotta do. I mean, granted, kids get in your nerves. My daughter drives me crazy, like mm-hmm. typical teenage blues, but. Like, I'm go for it. Do what you need to do. You know, I'm here to support you. I'm going to complain. I'm going to nag. I'm going to fuss about every little friend I don't like. Uh, yeah. All those negative vibes, all that. But then at the end of the day, I'm going to be like, you know what? I got to let her live her life. Yeah. You, know, you got to let gotta live let, it. Listen, you got to let them learn and, and fall and, and find those friends that's, that's fake and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say something. Um, oh, with your son. Because... I watched, I think it was Steve Harvey mm-hmm. with the boy, he had autism and he wanted to be like a, a celebrity chef or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I, that I thought that was cool. And so I was like, that mom is so dope. And I think like, you're so dope. Like, I think all moms are dope, but I'm just saying like being that advocate where you're not, you're not allowing the medical limitations in the terms that they're giving you to limit what you have envision for your child and I think that's amazing because some people say well he has this and he's not going to be able to do that and some people do it with um like education they do it with you're not going to be able to do that because you don't know how to speak up for yourself and they put these limitations on their children which I'm like you're hindering them before you can even see what they're capable of so um do you have any like particular goals or do you see anything that you see that he's interested in? I know he's only seven, but is is there something that like gets- he is really techie. Um like dad and you know, like my best friends and they're like Lana can read. And I'm like, I mean, I guess he can read. <laughs> you know, his teachers say he can read. You know? <laughs> but I again I underestimate him. I mean, he's really good with like getting on a phone or 
getting on an i you know iPad. Like I had to create him his own Instagram page because mm-hmm. I got sick of him deleting my friends or <laughs> going through my stuff doing stuff. So I had to create him his own Instagram page so that he can go and look at things that he wants to look at. I mean, the guy can get on YouTube and find videos that I ain't even seen or that I don't even know how to search for. I mean, he'll go on my phone and go to Apple Music and find songs. And I'll be like, what's that so I can go back and down? Uh-huh. Like, so, I mean, I don't he know. Maybe technology may be his thing. I've never really... That's something that I honestly probably never really stretched my brain to actually consider. Like, what would it be when he get this old? Or, uh-huh. you know, what would his lifetime goals be? Or what does he want to do? I guess I just try to not envision that because I don't want this to kind of drive me crazy. I think that's something that I probably say that I probably just kind of thread lightly with. I just go and take it, you know, day by day to just see where we'll end up. And I feel like that'll just be something that I'll cross that road when I get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, I'm using my mom's phone today, y'all, because I'm not at home and somebody was calling her and she's in a panic. So y'all good. We good. Everybody good, right? That was just a little sound effect. Um, but I think that's, I think that's dope. Um, and it was my my music teacher um, from elementary school. I actually still keep in contact with her on Facebook. Um, her son uh, has autism, and she's like an advocate. She has a nonprofit as well um, that advocates for them. Um, but she 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 made a post the other day where she was looking for recommendations of dentists um, that were good with uh, special needs children because. I guess because her son, you know, they have these uh, reactions. So I wanted to know, like, is there like dentists or medical doctors that you guys um, may have a community of, like, that you can be able to share with other moms? Um, Because I've never thought of thought of that until she posted it, and I'm like, that's serious. Because um, working in the school system, I had a little boy named Jordan. He's amazing. He was amazing, but he didn't like when we talked around him. He liked to sit and do his artwork. He was amazing in art. He was amazing in math. But when it came to recess and things like that, it was like a no-go. And the cafeteria was a no-go. So there's certain things that um, you just, I guess you don't think of, but... I I was when I looked at her post, I kind of like watched the comments because I kind of wanted to see like what was in the area and what were people recommending. So that's a good question. You're gonna have to share a contact. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess I want to kind of say like with you already having to go to so many different specialty doctors. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a, probably about to make a big deal about a dentist. Okay. I mean, I feel like the only thing you can probably try to want to do is make sure you go to a dentist that you know, specializes in children okay. so that, you know, like they have the staff for the patients. And then when you get there, when you call and you make the appointment and you initiate, you know, your child going to this dentist that you tell them your child, you know, my child might have a disability. Is this something that you guys are capable, you know, to attend to? I think those things may probably make it easier, but to like to physically search for a dentist, um, you know, in a special needs community or field, I honestly probably have never done like done that. Like my son goes to the same dentist my daughter started okay. at when she went when she turned one. Okay. And um you only see that one dentist because nine times out of ten the child has to be medicated. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. she knows like, you know, to turn on a cartoon or to do something, you know, so that Landon actually sits still. But other than that, I mean, he may it just may be on Landon's mood. So okay. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on the child's you know, disability, but I've never, honestly, I've never thought of that. Okay. I'm going to, um, 
I'm going to let you share some information about your nonprofit because I think it's amazing to share this information. Also, I'm going to let her do um, a commercial for her brunch. I'm so <laughs> mad that I'm going to be in DR. I mean, I'm mad, but I'm not mad. Well, like, I I'm, go there. I'm ready for I love that. I'm <laughs> mad, but I'm not mad. I'm ready to go to DR. Um, but the brunch, I saw it. I was like, oh, crap. That would have been, that's the day that I get back, actually. But definitely keep me posted about future events. I'll definitely be out to support. Um, and while you're sharing with that, I'm going to grab the phone and just read some comments from Facebook, from the Facebook and Instagram community okay. um, to see what we have out there. So March is basically nonprofit for the DMV areas um, for families, parents and children with special needs. Um, special, me- special needs does not necessarily mean they have to have a disability. It can mean something small as the child is a diabetic. It can mean something small as the child has alopecia. Just things that kids may have differences with. Um, so I want to just be able to get a hold of that tribe and that community. Um, we do different things. There's a struggle with, you know, birthing in the first couple years of birthing a business with getting engagement and exposure for different reasons we all know. But um, we typically hold events and I try to partnership and reach out to different schools to get into the school systems as well. We are on Instagram at we underscore r underscore m dot a dot r dot c dot h dot h. It's really long. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And we're on Facebook at we are March. We're actually hosting our second annual brunch for moms at Red Rocks on December 16th. The link is in our bio. There's limited seating available. So I would suggest if you're interested to grab, grab a mom that is going through some issues with the kid. If they have that or grab somebody that may be a family member or a friend. You know, sometimes you just need that support to drag you in to refer you to something. So I'm definitely open to that because I'm still learning as well. You know, so um, if you want to grab a ticket to attend the brunch, you can go to the link in the bio and you can register for a ticket. Yes. And she bought me a gift, y'all. <laughs> I know I love gifts. I was like, yes, look at it. So she bought me one of her T-shirts, Educate, Advocate, and Inspire. I think these are dope. So um, you guys see that I have on the new Momish hoodie. I'm so hyped. Yes, I It came to in that. today. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to gift her with um, a Momish hoodie. Um I wanted to see how they turned out first, so because y'all been like in my inbox, like you need to come out with the hoodies. So the hoodies are here. So uh, DM me and let me know um, if you wanna grab one of the momish hoodies. But um, I really just want to thank Levita for coming on today for momish. I know I was Um, like bugging you, like girl, when you wanna have me on your show. (laughs) (laughs) No, she had me feeling like I was Wendy Williams or or Ellen or somebody. I was like, yes, but no, I um. Got her information from my older sister. So I was like, my, my sister was like, she's amazing. And uh, Nikita. And so I was like, I got to get her on there. And then time got away from me. Now I took that break and she hit me up and I was like, yes, I'm going to get her on there. And I reserved the studio and everything for her. I was <laughs> like, no, nah, we're doing this the right way. So I just want to shout out uh, one of my closest friends for years, Jason. He is our tech guy for today. So he, um, we will be here again. Um, for future interviews of Momish. Momish just made me make this our new home. So it's amazing. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check out LaVita's uh, Instagram page and Facebook page. And make sure you share this episode. Tune in to iTunes and Spotify. And 
Enjoy your wine. Have a blessed week. Thank you guys for all your support. And LaVita, thank you again for joining me today. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, (laughs) y'all. And we out.